Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening, friends. Welcome to the third episode of Sinister Tales. Tonight, I'm going to read you two tremendously creepy stories that I discovered on Reddit. Our first Sinister Tale comes from the subreddit Let's Not Meet. It's written by the user Blue Title and portrays an encounter they had with a strange man one late night. It's called The Smiling Man. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the US. I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite, but all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between one and two in the morning, and I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of my street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man, dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance-walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still, until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back, and then stopped dead in my tracks. 
He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and the sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than ten seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as the smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the fuck do you want? In an angry, commanding tone. What came out was a whimper. What the fuck? Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it on my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around, very slowly, and started dance-walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him, I just watched him go, until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time, he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very, very scary thing to see. Our next story comes from the subreddit Short Scary Stories, and is written by the user Head of Spectre. This tale is about a midwife who helps mothers bring new life into the world, despite not being able to bear children herself. It's called Emily. Jennifer Harrison wanted to be a mommy so badly. She and her boyfriend had done everything right to conceive, and after she'd done so, she tried to do everything right to make sure she had a healthy baby. That was why she called me. She told me I'd been recommended by a friend of hers. I'm a midwife, you see and I love what I do. I like being able to help people bring beautiful new lives into this world. I've even helped with home births for those who wanted them. Some people, like Jennifer, 
believe that they are more comfortable, which isn't untrue. However, if there are complications, like with her birth, things can go very wrong. I won't go into the messy details, just know that Jennifer's little girl was stillborn. I assured her that I did the best I could, and I think she truly believed that. Losing a baby isn't easy. I know that firsthand. Long ago, when I was young and stupid, I made the mistake of getting pregnant. I was still in high school, just a teenager, but I was determined to take responsibility for my baby. I would have done just that if fate hadn't been so cruel. No, not fate. People. Teenage sluts aren't looked kindly upon, and kids can be mean even at the best of times. I'm sure some people might have said that it was an accident that I fell down the stairs at school and miscarried. But I knew I'd been pushed. People told me it was for the best, but I don't believe that. I've never been able to conceive since, nor have I been able to forget the new life that died inside of me. I'm sure Jennifer forgot, though. After all, she didn't even recognize me once during the months where I helped her prepare for the baby she'd never have. She didn't even seem to remember what she'd done to me. What she'd taken away from me all those years ago. It was blind luck that brought us back together. Blind luck that allowed me to show her the pain I had been through because of her. But she'll remember me soon enough. As I said, I understand Jennifer's grief. I know what it's like to lose a baby. That's why I invited her over to my place tonight for dinner. She probably thinks I pity her. I don't. I simply want to remind her of our shared history. And I've got the perfect meat roasting in the oven for us to indulge in. I must admit, preparing it was very simple. Not at all different from making a Thanksgiving turkey or a roast chicken. I know Jennifer won't care for it once she finds out what it is. Which is a real shame. After all, she's technically the one who supplied it. I think she was going to name it Emily. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sinister Tales. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want one of your stories or creepy images featured on a future episode, send an email to mysinistertale at gmail.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.